Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan while you were sleeping. We started the show talking about the Bucks' big comeback win against us. Get the hell out of here. No, I didn't do any football. It's all baseball, baby. Four hours going strong. Justin Verlander to the Mets in replace of Jacob deGrom, who left for the 68-win Texas Rangers. Oh, and by the way, have the Yankees done anything? Hmm, what's up with Aaron Judge? Ask Brian Cashman. He doesn't know. The Yankees actually did do something, a major move yesterday. While the Mets were signing Verlander, the Phillies were signing Trey Turner, all the action going on at the winter meetings, the Yankees, they announced the four-year extension of Brian Cashman. My, how the mighty have fallen. Anyway, we started the show with a little combo of, you know, DeGrom leaving and all that went into that. And you could check anything you might have missed while you were sleeping on the free Odyssey app. But DeGrom leaving, going to the Rangers, and all that went into that. And then, of course, the Mets, where you don't have to worry about it anymore. And it hurts. I get it. DeGrom leaving, it sucks. You just heard the interview with Evan. And if you didn't, you could check that also on the free Odyssey app. But I get it. You know, it hurts with DeGrom going elsewhere. And I think that would have been the Mets' best option. But they offered him more money per year for the three years. He didn't want that. He got more money total from the Rangers for five years, $185 million. So the Mets did the next best thing. That is bring in Justin Verlander to replace him. And, you know, the Mets with Steve Cohen running things, it's completely different now. You you There's a trust there knowing that, okay, well, it seems like things might be bad for a, a second. But in reality, you know, okay, DeGrom left. Well, they're going to go out there and get Justin Verlander to replace him. And that's exactly what they did. Now, the results may vary. Does that mean that Verlander is going to go out there and have another Cy Young year like he had last year? And I'm somebody that thought Verlander was heading toward the cliff many years ago when the Yankees wanted him before he went to the Astros. Somehow he goes to Houston, like many others have, and found the fountain of youth. I'm not suggesting anything fishy, but I am just saying. Something's got to get out there, you know? What's going on in Houston? Aside from, you know, the obvious cheating that we we know a lot of players took part in. But anyway... Is Verlander going to go out there and dominate the way that he did a year ago at age 40? And you could say 40 is just a number. It doesn't matter. Fresh arm. But if you're not 40, let me tell you something. It sucks. Oh, my back, my elbow, my knee. It's always something. And imagine a an athlete who's got a lot of wear and tear on that body over the years. You hit that age of 40, which he will in February. No, that's, that's asking a lot. Now, the good news is the Mets only got him for two years, and I like the model of a short-term, high AAV on experienced, proven pitchers as opposed to six, seven-plus years at a high total dollar amount. You're talking 200, 250, whatever Carlos Rodon's going to get, let's say. And, you know, those contracts, you get – it's – Look, everything is unknown, but there are more variables there over time as opposed to, hey, just give me max effort, max performance for these two years. And same way with Scherzer. I just like that model. In the meantime, draft and develop young pitchers that by the time Verlander and Scherzer go away, they could bring these young guys up and then pave the way for Shohei. 
Shohei him the money. And I really do think that's the Mets' big move, that they're going to be waiting on Shohei Otani, whether he becomes available at the trade deadline this year or just in you know via free agency at the end of the year. Anyway, it's a power move by the Mets to replace DeGrom with Verlander. And it doesn't get more competitive, doesn't get more fiery, more passionate than Verlander and Scherzer. That's an exciting, thrilling one-two punch in their rotation. Results may vary. may not work out the way that you want it to, but it's the right move for the Mets. At, and look, they'll wait on Nimmo and see what else happens here the rest of the winter meetings as they look to build out their team and add a, a another starter for some depth as well, Kodai Senga, or you know, unfortunately they're looking into Jameson Tyone or Andrew Haney. I wouldn't want either of those guys, but th- those are the names the Mets are looking at. Now, as for the Yankees, Brian Cashman had some interesting comments. Man, the Yankees put themselves in a bad predicament, haven't they? What a mess they created. What are they doing? The once mighty, powerful New York Yankees who announced on the first day of the winter meetings their big signing was bringing back their GM that a lot of Yankee fans don't really like. I'll say it quietly in case he's listening. A lot of Yankee fans don't really like him at this point. So that's their big announcement. Well, other players are being signed. The Yankees announced Brian Cashman's coming back. But even worse was Brian Cashman's comments on Aaron Judge. What are we going to do if Judge signs elsewhere? I don't know. I'm paraphrasing, uh, of course, but it's close to a quote. What's our plan if Judge signs elsewhere? What do we do? Reload? Restock? Strip it down? Do it all over again? I don't know. Our goal is not that. You know, obviously the Yankees want to keep Aaron Judge. Maybe they should have thought about that in the first place. You know, prior to his MVP year. Or offer him a real Offer after the season. $300 million. Please, he's getting way more than that. But then there's reports about Judge going to the winter meetings now in San Diego. Who knows what's going on? Yankees were unaware of that. Now, I'm having some fun and, and poking the Yankees a little bit while we can. But ultimately, I do feel like Judge is going to come back to the Yankees. I feel like he's dragging this thing out. He's making the Yankees sweat. Putting them through it a little bit. Putting them through the ringer. And I do think there's going to be a legitimate offer from San Francisco. Like a more than legitimate offer. To a point where maybe he turns down more money to come back to the Yankees. But I just can't see, ultimately, Judge leaving the Yankees. And by the way, you know, I know we're waiting for it. It feels like it's going to take forever. But this could happen today. I mean, it could happen in hours. Although, I guess West Coast is not going to. It's 1 o'clock there, so it's not going to happen for a while now. It might happen while I'm sleeping. Turn on Tiki and Tierney while you were sleeping, Sal. But anyway, it could happen as soon as today. Or at least, you know, the expectation was over the next couple of days at these winter meetings that judge was going to sign. And then we'll have our decision. And it is going to be, I mean, if judge, for whatever reason, decided to leave the Yankees, it's going to be a big, big problem. About a billion times worse than DeGrom leaving the Mets. Yankees would have nowhere to turn. They know they're up against it. Just a matter of how much are they going to be willing to pay to retain a guy who they just cannot lose. Anyway, that's what we've been doing the bulk of the show while you were sleeping, and now we'll get back to the phone calls. 877-337-6666. Linda is calling from Forest Hills. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Salvatore. Mm. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Pretty good. Um, okay. On this Jake thing, uh, I will admit that I was one of the inconsolable ones. Like the first hour after the news came down, um, I was mad at Cohen and stuff. I felt that they purposely didn't do everything in their power to bring him back. But, um, as the weekend progressed, uh, reading everything that came out about, you know, he heavily considered um, the Braves. Uh, well, I'm thinking, okay, well, that's a bullet dodged that he didn't he didn't go there. Well, right. I mean, everybody was saying before, you know, during the season, oh, the reports are DeGrom wants to go to Atlanta. And look, maybe he would have if the Braves were going to give him some money. I think Jake was looking for the most money. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, 
like I said, reading everything that came out after the fact, I realized he didn't he he didn't want to be here. I mean, come, I mean, think about it. The guy had over over thirty no decisions to his to his name. Uh, the teams behind him never scored. For oh him. no, that's not it, Linda. That's not why he didn't want to be here. You, you think that's he cares about that? I mean, he's going to Texas. They won sixty eight games a year ago, so it's not that. He's not leaving here because he thinks the team's not good enough. No, I I get that. I just think that you know he did. I did see that he was kind of separating himself. I'm Correct. sure there was. That's I'm sure exactly there was, right. He was saying, "You're exactly right." That's the perfect way to word it, Linda. I was alluding to it before. I never used that word. You you picked the perfect word. He was separating himself from the Mets all year long, starting with the decision to come out and say, "I'm opting out" at the beginning of the year. That was the beginning mm-hmm. of the end, and then all year and, long, the little things that happened, he was separating himself from the team. And I have no doubt that once once they made the push to uh, sign Scherzer at the, the the amount of money that they signed him for, um, you know, I think that was that was like one of the last nails in the coffin. Now, um, as far as Verlander is concerned, I real I understand that you know that's the next best thing. You have to go for him, but. Now that they have and that they've signed him, this is really now there's just there's just no excuse. They have to go all in. And that includes, like you said, a bat. Now the problem is with the getting with getting bats is, yeah, I do believe they will go after Otani next year and maybe they'll go after so Soto next at the mm. the year after that. But right now, they need a bat. Would you take a flyer on, on someone like Josh Bell? Well, I wanted at the trade deadline, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if that would be the guy that I would go get. I think there are going to be other options there. And thank you for the call, Linda. Appreciate you checking in. That may not be my first choice. Yeah, I wanted them at the trade deadline. That's, you know, and now that's uh, come and gone, obviously, so it's irrelevant. I, I just, for that type of bat, if I'm going to spend that much, I'd rather just go get the big bat, which I don't think they're going to do because I do think a part of them, if not all of them, is saving for Shohei Otani. So then it might be a lesser move than Josh Bell. And ideally, that bat, at least in my mind, could play outfield. Because I feel like they'll be covered in the infield. And you, I know you're looking for a DH, but Vogelback is here, unfortunately. And he's going to be a part of the DH platoon. Maybe it's with Francisco Alvarez. But there are you know, maybe some outfield bats that the Mets could go look at. Look, the dream guy would be Carlos Correa. But those guys aren't happening. You know, Aaron Judge would be a perfect fit. It's not happening. They're not going to commit themselves long-term, big-money deal. You know what guy I'd like to see back, potentially? Michael Conforto. By the way, Conforto might be a good replacement in case Judge goes to San Francisco. Conforto in Yankee Stadium. Although, the one thing about Conforto that would worry me, well, one of the things that Conforto about Conforto that would worry me, him in New York. I feel like he'd be a good option for both the Mets and Yankees or I should say the Mets or the Yankees, but for him personally, he should go play elsewhere. Anyway, I don't think Josh Bell right now is the right fit for the Mets. Brian is calling from Nanuet. What's up, Brian? Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you today? How are you, Brian? Good, good. Thank you, sir. Sal, just to add a little levity to the entire conversation with Justin Verlander, you are now given the opportunity, lost in all of this, is the possibility to interview Kate Upton. Well, I'm not going to be able to interview Kate Upton. I mean, I'm sure she'll be on with Carton and Roberts or Boomer and Geo, one of those two shows at some point. I know Carton and Roberts are efforting that already, but I'm not going to go. A, I have no interest in interviewing her. B, what do you think? She's coming on at 3 in the morning with me? You never know. She's on the Houston time clock. (laughs) Good response, Brian, yeah. So I just wanted to add a little levity. Thank you for a great interview this morning. Thank you for always for starting up my day. And uh, stay blessed and have a wonderful day, my friend. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you checking in. Now, someone who I'm sure wouldn't mind interviewing Kate Upton, Stuart in Brooklyn. Stuart? <laughs> You're very <laughs> smart, aren't you? Bigger acquisition for the Mets. Justin Verlander or Kate Upton? Kate Upton. Yeah, I figured you'd say uh, that. Uh, better eye candy. Well, I don't know about Without that. Have you, have, you seen, have you seen Verlander on the mound? I don't know about that. Let me, what they give him? How many? Two years? How much? 
Two years, $86 million. Mm, so matching max. Right. That's exactly right. I think it's I mean, 40, and, uh, $43 million per year uh, for each year. Obviously, Max got three. Verlander's getting two with the vesting option. Right. And uh, the thing is, you know, everybody's, everybody got upset. Everybody got upset about Jake. Jake, you're right. Jake hinted at the beginning of the year he was opting out. That should have been a telling tale as to what was real, what was going to happen in the end. Because he stuck to it all the year long. He stuck to it. He looked different. Even in the dugout, he looked a lot different than what he was prior to this year. Right. I agree. He, he didn't want to be here. He did not want to be here. So what remains is the number one black guy in the Met organization was June 15th. Yeah, I know. Number 41. Right. right. How's it going? How's it going with your neighbors, by the way? My neighbors? Yeah. What do you mean? You said it was, you know, one of them, uh, you know. Um, they they can't away. handle the sound. Don't forget, I got a thousand watts of power on my sound system that says I can shut you up. Oh, all right. And you uh, you're blaring that sound. What are you doing? You're, no, you I'm blaring? just turning up a little bit, Sal, and they oh. can't handle that. Now, this I was talking about one of the neighbors. Didn't didn't you say the neighbor uh, you know passed on? Yes. How am I doing with that? Not very well. Hmm. Sorry to bring uh, it up. I haven't seen his fiance. She wouldn't tell me what happened, but I could think of three things. Heart attack, stroke, or car accident. Whoa. Why did you go to those three things? A, a car accident. Oh. Because that would, be, that would be, all of them are bad, but that would be really bad. Why? Because it brings okay. back bad memories? No. Oh. It, he's, he was just, let's say, the salt of the earth and the guy who always tried to do the best by his family, always tried to, we always talked. Kate Upton or Rihanna? Why are you putting me on the spot like that? Come no, on. That's a tough question. Ah. That's what I do. I know you put me on the spot. Kate Upton or Riri? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Verlander or DeGrom? Verlander. Kate Upton or Riri? Kate Upton or Riri? Oh, as far as what? Well, Stuart, use your imagination, please. As far as uh, pitching, you know, who's going to fill out the Mets rotation? What do you think I'm talking about? Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, to marry, of course. To marry? No, oh, I mean, Stuart, come on. Don't make okay, me say Okay, all right. You want a decision? <sighs> Who are you a bigger fan of? Wee wee. Okay, there you go. That's it. I just the, wanted the decision. The videos and the music. Oh, I'm not a big fan of the music. Hey, did like you hear the, the news? What? Did you hear the news about Brian Cashman? Do you have to make me want to throw out my breakfast from 24 years ago? Well, I mean, 24 years ago? How would yeah, that happen? Yeah, that's when he took the job, 98. Oh. oh, right. So do you want me to throw it up? Do you want me to go all the way back then and throw well, it up? You were just a young... No, throwing up is disgusting. You were just a young lad 24 years ago. Man. I was 46. Yeah, think of... Jeez, I'm almost that old. Think of how young you were. I saw... I'm just... I'm very just... I'm, I'm just, I'm totally destroyed about this. But you think Cashman will be the I GM in another 24 years when I'm your age? Oh, God. You, you haven't forbid. No, I hope not. You, so I you do know how long they, they extended him for? Four years. Yeah. Give me a break. Why can't they wake up and see that he's not the one, and Aaron Boone certainly is not the one, and how Steinbrenner is not the one? I'm going to keep on hitting it. Hank would have been better than Hal. Because Hank was more right, like right, but there's but you can't. I mean, Hank was uh, more like George. Well, let me, let me ask you something. This will be the last, uh, you know, either mm. or. I'll ask you if you could okay. dig up George or Hank. Which one are you digging up? George. Okay. Well, there you go. So then you got to stop bringing up Hank. Yeah, but Hank would have been better now. Would have been better than. But Hal. they're both not here. I know. I, I Hank, Hank's not here. How is here? How is here? Unfortunately. How are you feeling about Judge? How are you feeling about Judge? You think he's going to come back or what? Yes, I think they're going to. Oh, they better bring him back. Oh, baby, Stewart, we're going to get a decision here probably over the next couple days, and we're going to find out. Forget about where Judge goes. If he's back, if he's back, I told you. If he's back, you're back. If he's not, you have come over to the Mets side. No, I'll go. I will not tolerate Judge leaving. Right. That's no what I'm saying. No way. In, 
and how many other Yankees, you think that's bad. Wait till you see the revolution in uh, the bleacher creatures and the judges' chambers and the rest of the stadium. And you know how you hurt the Yankees? You wanna, the real way you hurt Hal Steinbrenner is by making it look like the 19, early 1970s at the Yankee Stadium when there was only 5,000 fans there. If Judge does not, and thank you for the call, Stuart, and thanks for playing along. We appreciate you checking in. Stuart, you're going to get me in trouble one of these days. Just answer the question. But if Judge does not get brought back to the Yankees, it's going to be, I mean, I can't even fathom it. Honestly, as much as I try to envision it and think about what it would be like, that's why I can't. I can't envision, I can't imagine Judge not being Yankee. I really think he's just putting them through the ringer, making everybody sweat, enjoying that power, enjoying that hold over the Yankees while he can. He's got a whole organization and a whole fan base, part of it that booed him. He's got them all waiting on every move he makes. Is he going to make them extremely happy? Or crush their souls. Stay tuned to the winter meetings to find out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan. Can you beat Vegas this football season? Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms. No guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app. Or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666 is the number to call going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Just saw Jerry out in the newsroom feeling and looking great as usual. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal. Good morning. First off, I just want to say it was an enjoyable time the other day at that uh, convention. Um, Thank you for making the but, trip out there. It was nice to have you. you the support from you yeah. and Hector was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get me off the microphone. That, that was good. I like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, and, and uh, I don't know, the concept of uh, uh, Stuart throwing up something from 24 years ago is, is oh, interesting, actually. Yeah, know. that's just gross. Uh, but, but, all right, look, okay, I, I am with Evan in a couple of aspects here. 
in in the regard of I, I've always appreciated Degrom. I think the most out of the, the group that was there, I with those guys. I, I saw something early on uh, when when they were coming up that I really kept my eye on him and I liked his approach. Okay, um, you know, to me it, it was pretty easy to root for him uh, at the time, and I think the fact that he's actually now the last chip of that group to be gone for whatever reason, trade, um, you know, the, their own doing, whatever it is, I, it, I think also kind of adds to the sadness because we, we've seen it before, you know, Pulsifer, Isringhausen, those guys, you know, they, they, there was just a, a sense of, you know, we had this dominant group that, you know, it seems like the sky's the limit and nothing comes of it. I mean, yes, we got a World Series appearance out of it, which was great. I, I, I was, you know, and, and we've all said it's no secret that we're very disappointed that nothing else came of it, especially the years that DeGrom had the, the Cy Young Awards. Um, you know, everyone felt that, that it was it was being wasted. Mm-hmm. That being that being said, you know, the he, again, made it very clear he didn't want, really want to come back. And, and a lot of people saying, you know, I can't believe they got outbid. There was no bidding process here due to the very fact that he said he wasn't coming back and he never came back to them with their offer. There was no bidding. He wasn't coming back well, just no matter what you, the Mets offered him. Exactly. just shows you he didn't want Look, the Mets offered him more money per year. Now, was it a right. low-ball offer in the extent that or to the degree that it wasn't as much as Scherzer? Only in time. Well, he, well, yes, years, obviously, but also that it wasn't as much as Scherzer. I mean, DeGrom's camp made it known that he wanted more per year with Scherzer or then Scherzer. Obviously, he didn't get that with the Rangers anyway, but he got the two extra years, which makes the total value 185, so it was a different story. But it just, you never got the feel. I was saying it early on. You know, with Diaz, yeah. you knew Edwin Diaz wanted to be back. There was a very nice relationship there. DeGrom didn't even care to meet with Steve Cohen. I mean that is old well, news. Well, yes, and and, that, and and let me ask you this because I I agree with all of that and and let me you know I know like Evan said he was disappointed with with that uh, um, the way everything went around. Why would you offer somebody more money if you know that they're really figuring on not coming back? Correct. So it, it's just yeah, it, and, it and just, not to mention that they've been a pain in the rear end. Right. They're not a they're, they're right. not doing okay. all they can for the organization. Like think about that. You got a guy who's taking himself out of the game. You got a guy who doesn't want to pitch, and they have to push him to pitch. Like, come on! Yeah. Now that I, I have my own theories on that, we'll get into that another time. Now that now again, getting back to and, and you kind of answered the question before because I saw it on your face yesterday in Baseball Night in New York when you asked Andy Martino what's next, and he said pitching, and you shook your head. Yeah, the split I second. The I know. I, I caught I, myself on camera. Uh oh, should I have not done that? Yeah. But yeah, that was the. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm glad you did because it, it goes to show. I mean, and I said it to you the other day. I said they need uh, bats, and, and they already lost Turner earlier in the day. Okay, <clears throat> to the Phillies of all teams. I mean, come on, what's going on here? You know, the, I'm just very worried that the, the Mets are going to turn into. What the Knicks were in the sense of, oh, there's a big guy coming due in a couple of years, and we're going to go hard for him, and it never materializes. I'm not saying that they won't get Otani or Soto, okay, but they've already lost out on Soto in, in the trade deadline potentially for, again, whatever. I don't know how realistic it was, but I don't want to be setting a guy that originally didn't want to come to yeah, you know, we're losing you there, Eric, and thank you for the call. I know you're going through a bad zone there on the LIE or wherever it is that you're driving around. They were not realistically in on Soto because the Nats were never going to trade him to the Mets. So whether there was a match in prospects or not, they were not realistically in on Juan Soto. But the Mets desperately need an impact bat. And my hope is that they're waiting and planning for Otani. My fear is that Epler is... Too pitching-minded. It's all he ever talks about. I don't understand the neglect to try to upgrade that lineup. I just don't get it. Even at the deadline. I mean, it's comical. Vogel back and rough. Woof. And then it played out even worse than you thought it would. There were a couple of things I thought for sure that were going to happen last year for the Mets. Number one, I thought, thought they were going to win the division. The Analistas. 
Number two, and it kind of ties into number one, I thought the Mets were going to go and get a big bat at the trade deadline. I was certain about it. And even after the Vogelback trade, I was like, all right, this is a good move. He's better than Dom Smith. Fine. Now, what's next? Now, go get the real bat. And they never did. And once they didn't do that at the trade deadline, not to mention the lack of improvement at the bullpen, once the deadline happened, that was my first, oh, crap. They actually might lose the division. Because I was counting on them to finish the job that they didn't complete in the offseason. I was counting on them to finish that during the season at the trade deadline. Now, you could come up with the reasons why. Wasn't the bright guy out there? They didn't want to give up the farm, you know, the prospect. Understood. But the point is, they didn't get the job done. They need an impact bat. Still, dating back to last offseason. And I bet you if Steve Cohen could rewind and go back, he'd sign Kyle Schwarber. Now, unfortunately, you can't go back. There are no do-overs. But the Mets cannot make that same mistake. If there is a bat that's out there that is a viable option, they got to make that move. I just wish they would. Hector, I wish they would add a big bat. Hector is in Washington Heights. Hector, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm telling Eric that bat is Francisco Alvarez. That's going to be our bat. I think you're right, but I don't think that's enough. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be enough or not, but I, I think they're going to wait and see how that works out. And then in the trade deadline, they can maybe uh, address the bat situation if they need to. That's what I'll say on that. But um, Yeah, but we said that last year. No, no, yeah. But there was no, well, I guess Davis and, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Dom were like, and Cano was what they was waiting for, hoping right. for last year. Right. I have more confidence in Alvarez, believe it or not, than I do with those guys. Well, fair I do enough. Um, but, thanks, Sal, you're killing me, man. I got to wait all this time. Well, not your fault. I'm fighting the first news comes down, and then you're off Sunday into Monday, and now we're finally here, so you're going to have to bear with me. Mm-hmm. See if we can get to this stuff. But like Eric, man, it was good to see you at the QBC. Yes, and thank you, Hector, as well, for coming out. I appreciate the support. We had a good time. And then you mentioned, I I was talking to your mom, and she mentioned how you ended up doing that uh, breaking news show Friday night because I was wondering... And uh, I, I think I maybe had comments that you had done, like, wait a minute, this sound low, this was cooking beforehand, and just stood around hanging out, hanging out at the studio, and then she told me, no, he was actually at a birthday party and cut out. Yeah, he and I'll, I'll, I'll just like, tell the story, again. I'll tell the story real quick, because I said it way earlier in the morning while no, most I people were saying I heard it, I heard it. No, no, I, I just it. want to say it again for the other people that didn't okay. hear it. I was, and I'll let you get your part, don't worry, I'm not going to rush you off. I was, I left for work, I left, uh, did Baseball Night in New York, done on a Friday night, done at 6.30. My wife met me in the city. We're going to her brother's, my brother-in-law, his wife's 40th birthday party at a restaurant that happened to be two subway stops from where SNY was. So I get there, I'm having the chips and guac. Yeah, nice Mexican spot having the chips and guac. And then all of a sudden the news breaks and I'm like, I got to go. I texted SNY, hey, do you guys need me? Figuring they'd do breaking news coverage. I said, yeah, get back here. They didn't even text you, huh? You, well, you well hold on now. My my wife thinks that they that they texted me. So let's just keep it that way. You know. But the reality is I reached out to them offering my services to come back. And then I was like, look, I got to go. And I bolted and did the show. And then I went back afterward about two hours later. Well, my goodness. You're a lunatic and I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I had to. Come on, I've been doing shows for th- weeks leading up to it, and whether it's TV, whether it's here, I mean, you better believe if I'm in the area, I'm going to make sure I get there for some breaking news coverage. I'm not going to sit that one out and wait till Tuesday to talk about Degrom leaving. Come on! So, it, luckily, it worked out. Anyway, go ahead. No, for sure, for sure. So, now listen, the Degrom leaving thing, and hey, listen, Sal, you got to give me credit at least for one thing with Degrom. I always felt like there were times that he could have pitched that he didn't pitch. I felt like he was being maybe if not weak-minded, just not wanting to push himself, and I couldn't understand it. And now you're here telling us that some of this was going on. Yeah, well, you would call me a Degrom hater. 
I wasn't hating him. I was just this is just a feeling that I was getting and what I was seeing. And it's funny was, too, Hector. You're right. And at the time, you remember Evans like, oh, you didn't want him here. You don't like Degrom. You remember because you listen to my show consistently. I love Degrom. I was the one who was backing him after yeah. prior to this year. I was always believing in Degrom. This year, when he got hurt to start, that's when I was like, you know what? Screw this guy. I can't take it anymore with him. <laughs> but you were right. Yeah, no. I listen. I just got this feeling, and I and I guess that's why I'm fighting when the news came. So I gotta be honest. Was I disappointed? Yes, because you know, and I'm gonna say something you didn't want to hear before in a second. But you know, we're losing a homegrown guy and all of that good stuff, and, and, and that bothered. But I gotta admit, there was part of me that I guess had already detached himself from the ground. So I was like, ah, okay, he's gone. Let's just see what's gonna happen, and. I do like that instead, maybe, what do you call it, B.C.? Before COVID. Right, B.C. <laughs> um, we would have gone probably for the three cheapest free agent pitchers out there to try to replace the ground. But no, because we have COVID now and this great money and whatever, they went out there and they privileged it to the best pitcher available. And think about and it. People are going to complain, right? You're right. You bring up an excellent point. Oh, Verlander, he's too old. Oh, yeah, the Mets are just bringing in some mercenaries, whatever the hell that means. Oh, the... well, that's what I was going to say, Sal. That does bother me, though, because I do feel like now we're turning into a team of mercenaries, and that does kind of bother me a little well, bit. Why? What, do you, I... what athlete is it a mercenary? What do you want? Guys who you think love to just be here? Oh, I dreamt of being well, a Met one day. <laughs> no, but I do want to and, and we do still have Alonzo and McNeil, but... You know, if you look at it, we got Canada in left field. We got Marte in right. You got Lindor. Uh, now you got Scherz in the and, and, and You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. It's like I, I had this discussion with Evan with his next one time. When I used to tell him, like, oh, you're so happy with this um, KD and, and, and Kyrie and, and Hard. And, and I was like, that, that, it's not going to feel as good as if you would have won with the Karis Laverts. And not saying that that would have been possible, but you know, like if you build a team and you struggle a little bit with that team, and, like we've struggled so much Hector, with the drama. Hector, that's another thing. Build a winning team. Build, that's yeah, all. No, no, you think I ever give a crap? I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. Why would I care where the players come from? As long as they win, I don't care if they're drafted, traded for. I'm an emotional guy, Sal. Haven't you realized I'm an emotional guy? Yeah, let that crap go, man. The the Mets the Mets are making power moves, and it's like, oh, but he's forty and he's not homegrown. I mean, come on, you got to move on. No, and and I'll say this also. Well, about what about things. was Gary Carter homegrown? What about Keith Hernandez? Gary Carter is my favorite player of all time. Oh, I, and what about him? I mean, where did he come from? So you want home rule guys? Get out of here! But listen, last thing with Jake. Um, another thing is people are like, I've heard people say, "Oh, the Mets are going to go from 101 wins." I think Pete Hoffman. I tried to call him Saturday night. He was driving me nuts. They're going from 101 wins to 84 wins without Jake. Oh you know, come whole, on, that's stupid. I mean, like, I've had, I'm, I'm a great friend, Doug. You saw us going back and forth last night. Oh, if Jake wins two side Young in Texas. You're not going to like it. Uh, you know what? I don't give a damn if he wins two Cy Youngs in Texas. I would be upset if they won the World Series. Listen, Jake won two Cy Youngs with us. What did that get us? You know what I'm saying? Not not even, to the, not even to the postseason. Uh, and I got to let you go, Hector, because I got to take a break here. But thank you for the call, as always, and I do appreciate the support. Yeah, I mean, I don't – why would I care what Jake does elsewhere? And before you talk about multiple Cy Youngs and winning a World Series, how about he makes, I don't know, 15 starts? Can you do that? Why would a Met fan be upset at this? The play, the Grom didn't want to be or be upset at him. Can't be mad at the team for bringing in Verlander. Oh, watch the Grom is going to go out there. What do you want to do? Pay him three hundred million dollars or whatever two hundred million dollars over the next six years? Come on, for a guy who didn't want to be there. Look, if you're and by the way, this information is now out there, right? You know DeGrom didn't want to be there. And then you're hearing other stuff. I mean, listen to what I'm telling you. If you hear me tell you some of those things about DeGrom that he was asking out of games, he didn't really want to pitch, they had to push him to pitch, Scherzer was trying to get him to be, you know, uh, get him out there, show a little toughness, 
DeGrom kind of isolating himself, all these different things. You're hearing all that. You still are going to be ignorant and say, well, the Mets made a mistake. They should have given him $200 million. They really needed him back. How could you, how could you say that? Stop with your heart and listen to the reality of the situation. Pay attention with your head. DeGrom didn't want to be here. End of story. And good luck with Texas. You know, the good thing is Texas is irrelevant for the Mets. Maybe it hurt a little bit more if you left to Atlanta. And by the way, it's not a great situation. Nobody's saying it's not. Obviously, we acknowledge the pain and sadness and all that. But they had to move on. He didn't want to be here. They moved on. You trust Steve Cohen or DeGrom? Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, going all 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jarrett about 10 minutes from now. We'll finish up with your calls. Corey is calling from Staten Island. Good morning, Corey. How are you? Hey, Sal. Good morning, brother. I listen to you almost every night when I'm on my way home from work. I do the overnight shift. And uh, I heard a couple things about Aaron Judge you were making good points of before. But I'm just trying to look past this whole thing now, like whether we get him or not. I can't go into the season with both IKF and Josh Donaldson in our lineup, especially now without Aaron Judge. I'm just trying to find out what other options we could explore for getting a bat in the lineup. Well, I mean, Judge is their guy. Brian Cashman, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, Corey. uh, Brian Cashman was basically like, well, if Judge doesn't resign, what are we going to do? I don't know. I mean, they're... The Yankees are going to, A, try and bring back Judge, B, try and bring back Benintendi, and then C... Have the young guys contribute. Peraza, Volpe, whenever he's ready to come up. That is what you're looking at. Now, and then you hope to have LeMayu come back healthy. And is Donaldson going to get full run? Maybe not. I don't think IKF is going to be a starting shortstop at all this year. He might be a bench player, if not just moved completely. So I don't think you have to worry about IKF and Donaldson. But I also don't envision the Yankees getting a big bat in addition to Judge. Now, if Judge doesn't come back... All bets are off. I don't know what the Yankees are doing because their GM, Brian Cashman, has no idea what they're doing. Of course. And now you got to think Judge is, is licking his chops a little bit, seeing Trey Turner get 11 years when he's fighting for eight. He's trying to fight for his life just to get eight somewhere. And I think the Yankees should give him eight. They should give him whatever he wants. Well, Judge is, no, obviously, Judge is obviously older. And thank you for the call, Corey. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Judge is older, so he's not going to get the 11 or 10, you wouldn't think. However, if I'm judge and I look at that and say, well, Trey Turner got $300 million. I'm worth at least three fifty. I don't care how many years you got to go over. Maybe it's nine three fifty. But judges, I, you know, that is a, a decent barometer. Not an exact or a great one, but a decent barometer. Where if you give Judge, you know, three fifty over nine years, that might be the deal that gets it done. Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee. What's up, Mitchell? Good morning, Sally. It's so nice when I hold on. I get to hear everyone else call Hector and everyone else there and Stewart, and then I get to talk to Sal. So it's it's amazing. So I thought about you Friday night when I heard about the Mets when they traded when Grom said he was going to leave. But you know, you know, Sal. Even when we went to the game with all the guys. We all said it was six innings. We all we all said it right in the sands. He's going out. He wasn't going to go any further, and that was it. That was his limit. And you know, and you know, you know, he had a good run here. He's gone. Now let the Mets go on here. But with the Mets, and I'll get to well, the it's, it's easier for you to say as a Yankee fan. And, and look, uh, you know, you try to say as a Mets fan. There's we've we've said it a million times. It hurt. It, it hurts. It sucks. I don't think anybody wanted to see Degrom leave except for DeGrom and maybe the Mets. For whatever reason, over the years, things didn't work out, and DeGrom didn't want to be here, so he left, and the Mets did the next best thing in getting Justin Verlander. End of story. But I don't think Mets fans should be happy about it necessarily, but you also shouldn't be angry about it, at least as far as the Mets go. 
Right, but you know what? I am a Yankee fan, but but for my business and and a, and a fan also, I like to see both New York teams be competitive and and watch them when you go to the stadium when it's you know fifty thousand people in stands. But a problem with the Mets are, like you said earlier, they're doing what the old what the Yankees did years ago. They're just loading up and loading up. You're going to go into the season with two pitchers now forty years old. Boy, I got to tell you, that's a, that's a hell of a risk, in my opinion. You know, I don't know what anyone else feels, but that's that's well, my what, opinion. What's, but what's the risk, Sal? You're talking. Pictures that are 40 years old. The guy really, won the Cy Young Award last year. I know, Sal. Sal, I'm just saying to you. And Sal, remember another part to it is when you go from the National League to American or American to National League, it always changes. It always changes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that, though, Mitchell. It may be changed for the better. Okay. And I get what you're saying. And, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in, as always. I, I don't, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. But you also don't know what's going to happen with a 29-year-old or a 33-year-old. I mean, how old's DeGrom been over the last several years? How many games has he pitched? It's not like, oh, God, he's 39. He's guaranteed to get hurt. Now, I understand that you'd rather have Scherzer and Verlander in the peak of their career. But they're not in the peak of their career. They're still, I mean, Max Scherzer was pretty darn effective last year, went healthy outside of the Braves and the Padres games. And who even knows if he was 100% healthy there? I would have my doubts because that's unlike Scherzer. He's been consistently dominant for years. And then all of a sudden, in two starts, in the most important starts, he got lit up to a point where, I mean, that was those were his worst starts as a Met. Something had to be off. And Verlander, you can say, oh, he's going to be 40. The dude dominated last year. Dominated. Cy Young. There are no signs of a fall-off or a drop-off in performance. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but, I mean, I think the Mets took a pretty solid gamble. Russ is calling from Delray Beach, Florida. What's up, Russ? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Uh, always like listening to you. You say it as it is. Uh, Thank you, Russ. Couple, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I know Cohen and Steinbrenner are supposed to be friends, but how come the Mets haven't talked about Judge at all? I think two reasons other than them being friends. Number one, I don't think the Mets realistically believe Aaron Judge would ever leave the Yankees to go to the Mets. Number two, I believe the Mets have their eyes set on Shohei Otani. Okay, but that's down the road. All right. Well, this okay. year, I mean, Otani's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. You could trade for him at the trade deadline and then extend him. So if you sign Aaron Judge, you're out. I don't care what team you are. If you sign Aaron Judge, I would assume you're out on Shohei Otani. Okay. Uh, and I love Verlander being here, but they definitely should go up to Carlos Rendon, a good lefty, and uh, and Ben Attendee. I-, I want Ben Attendee. Instead of Nimmo? Yeah. See, I mean, that's a possibility, Russ, and thank you for the call. Rodon is not. It was either Rodon or Verlander. The Mets chose Verlander, and I think they chose wisely. Rodon's going to be a bigger commitment, both total value and, you know, length. Where Verlander, it's two years. Yeah, it's high AAV, but two years, 86 million. Rodon's going to get maybe close to 200. Mets can have Verlander and Scherzer the next two years and then reset after that. That's the plan. Two shots with those guys at the top of their rotation. Eddie is calling from Sheepshead Bay. What's up, Eddie? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Eddie? I, man, that's so good. I, I, I'm telling you, it, it's still a mistake not getting the offering to run with the Mets offer. That's what made him leave. $40 million. You offered Scherzer $43 million. You, The initial offer is what drove him away. That's what I think. That's how I feel. Did you it's hear any? Enough. Did you hear any of the show this morning? No, I was. I I started into a half hour ago. Okay, uh, you, you, know you got to go back. I don't know how you what you do during the day, but if you find some time, go back on the free Honesty app and listen to the show, and you'll find out why he left. It was not because of that. He did not want to be here. It doesn't make sense. His initial contract, he didn't want to be here, and then you know when he felt that he was underpaid. That's when he started getting upset. That's what does it? Felt, what but. does it make sense? He didn't want to be here. Why, if he wanted to be here, why wouldn't he go back to the Mets? I, I think the initial offer was a slap in the face. Oh come I mean, on! A slap in the face? 
He, he they offered him more. They offered him more money per year than the, the Rangers offered him. But you gave Scherzer more per year. If I'm saying so, what? what? What does Scherzer have to do with it? But Scherzer's not better than him. Yeah. That's that's how he felt. It's an ego thing. Oh, he's he's wrong. He's, he's not wrong. Scherzer's not better than Degrom no, at this sh- point of uh, his career. No, what do you mean at this point in his career? Scherzer is better. Scherzer pitched. The Grom doesn't want to pitch. Look, Eddie, that's that's not the reason why he left. He was not insulted by the offer. He did not want to be here. End of okay. story. He didn't want to be okay, here. So that, okay, that's one thing. What happened? How come we didn't go off to Tr- Turner? That, that I don't understand. Why why, why is Trey Turner on the Phillies now? Why didn't we even make an offer for Trey Turner? I think that the Mets are, and thanks for the call, Eddie, I think that the Mets are saving their bullets to go after Shohei Otani. And that better be the reason. I believe that that's the case. I don't know that. It's just my gut feel. Because here's the thing. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense, right? They need another big bat. So what the hell are they doing? The only thing that makes sense is they're waiting to make a legit run at Shohei Otani. Because you're right, it is frustrating to sit back and watch the Phillies get another big-time bat in Trey Turner. All right, hey, that was fun. We'll do it again tonight or tomorrow or I don't know. We'll be on at midnight. Thanks to Fleegs, as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. I appreciate it, each and every one of you. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. We'll see you tonight. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.